you've got to do a mind shift from the fact that it's just, oh, I need money to live. Well, I don't, I don't need money to live. Money doesn't rule my life. I rule my money and I use my money well. on. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. If you are growing a purpose-driven business, are an action taker, and are strategic about the growth of your business, then this is the podcast for you. And if you want to be around other women just like you who are on fire to grow their companies to make a big impact in this world, then go join the Biz Women Rock Elite. This is a private membership filled with women just like you who are action takers, who are ready to do great things and want to be around the right education and the right people who can help each other rise together. Registration is officially open, so go reserve your spot before the doors shut. Go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash elite membership. what's going on? I am so excited to be back to this weekly show after I took a little bit of a break. And mostly I took the break because I had flooded you with 10 different shows that were part of the Podcasting for Your Business series. By the way, if you have not had a chance to listen to all of those, please make sure you do. They are amazing. Some really great guests there. Well, between then and now, I have since attended PodFest, which is what I had talked a lot about during that series. And I'm just going to tell you this one great thing about it that I learned about Biz Women Rock. Number one, the entire event was magical. So if you have any desire to get into podcasting or you are a podcaster, you absolutely need to go and sign up for next year. Um, But here's the little lesson that I learned. If you are a leader of a community, or if you have people who follow you and you are providing content for them, you are someone that they love getting information from, meet up with them in person as often as possible. And it's so funny because I almost was anti this because my local company, that's all we did. It was an in-person community. So when I started Biz Women Rock, I was actually like, no, I want to just do the virtual thing. And now I've had a couple of opportunities through the retreat, through a meetup that I had last year, and now through being able to have an in-person private mastermind for Biz Women Rock ladies at PodFest, and then just the opportunity to hang out with them and get to know them better one-on-one. I'm going to tell you what, it glues the relationship between you and your community members. So if you have an opportunity at all to meet in person with those that you serve, do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay, that was my little lesson. So I'm so happy to be back. There are so many great things coming up. As you heard in the introduction, the Biz Women Rock Elite membership is officially open for registration. You can go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash elite membership to learn a little bit more about what it's all about. But here's what you need to know. These are the two main things you need to know about it. As a founding member of the elite, you are going to be surrounded by the action takers of all action takers. These are your sisters in business. These are the women just like you 
who are super serious about growing their companies. They're smart enough to know that they don't know it all, and they want to learn from each other so that they can raise each other up. The second thing is the education. You will have access to targeted and very specialized education in here that is not available anywhere else that will give you exactly what you need to go and produce results in your business. Masterclasses with the experts, case studies with your fellow members, live Q&A sessions with me, an ever-expanding toolbox for all members, and so much more. Registration for the Biz Women Rock Elite is only open temporarily. So make sure you go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash elite membership and go register today. Now let's start the show. So when I was 27 years old, I was introduced to the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And that was the first time in my life I was ever introduced to this concept called financial freedom. This concept that you could actually be the master of your finances and ensure that you had enough money coming in every single month automatically or in a recurring manner to pay your bills so that you didn't have to work every single day. And ever since then, I've been a little obsessed with this idea of financial freedom, not necessarily because of all the things that money can buy, but because of the freedom, because of the ability to completely unplug from the normal rat race of things. That is why I'm bringing Marie Walden McGinnis to you today. She is a savvy businesswoman just like you who actually has financial freedom. She truly does not need to work another day in her life and she will be okay. So I've asked Marie to come on to share her insights on how we can all as businesswomen master our money and attain financial freedom. Let's get into it with Marie. Marie, what is going on, girl? I'm so, so happy that you're here on the show again. You are a repeat. Woohoo! You. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. I'm really glad to be here. It's um, very early over here in Australia on a beautiful Gold Coast sunny morning. I love it. Listen, girl, it is not often that I ask guests who have been on the show to come back, but the specific reason I asked you, because you were featured on a Money Moxie segment not so long ago, specifically talking about how you have utilized real estate as an investment tool and as a money-making tool. And it was a brilliant interview. So go back. If you have not listened to that interview, go back and listen. Marie gives a ton of information about how to really utilize real estate. But I wanted you back because as you and I have developed friendship over and over all these years, I have gotten to know more and more about how brilliant you actually are when it comes to something larger than real estate, something larger called financial freedom. And so I wanted to have you on the show because I feel like this thing called financial freedom is something that so many of us businesswomen women are kind of going towards and you have it like you have financial freedom. So I wanted to start off really by asking you a little bit about how you started in this game of using money as like a tool for financial freedom and actually building this thing. And just as a side note, before we begin, I consider financial freedom where you have the ability to not work a day in your life again and you you kind of still can pay your bills. That's what I consider it. I don't know if you have a different definition. I guess it's an individual choice of what you would say is financial freedom. But firstly, thank you, Katie, for having me back. It's a great opportunity. And since the last interview and spending time with you and some of your Biz Women Rock Elite group, this 
financial freedom thing for me has turned into something, you know, bigger than Ben-Hur. So I'm pretty excited (laughs) about it at the moment. But with regard to financial freedom, particularly with women, I think this is a time for us to really work on it individually and collectively because, you know, there's a lot of disruption in the world. And the one thing that we have control of is our financial freedom. And if we can get control of that, we can make a difference in the world. To me, that's really the most important thing. It's not just to you and yours, it's to the world, you know, as a collective. So yeah, how I got started. Well, you know, I came from a, um, like many of us, just a sort of normal type family in a little town in Australia, a little farming town, and not much money flowing around, I would have to say, in our family. There was a family of six, and, you know, we struggled along, and my mum insisted we went to a Catholic school, so that there were expensive school fees, so we did without in a lot of other ways. I started really in on the entrepreneurial journey when I was 18. I no, I was in a situation where I was pregnant with my first child, pretty much on my own. And my driver there was that, you know, you didn't get much government support or I was too proud to ask for family support. So I wanted to make sure I had enough money really to support myself and my daughter for a year. So my past jobs were in shoe shop, chocolate shop and secretary in real estate. So I started very young. But the one thing I knew I was really good at was running a chocolate shop. So I bit the bullet and started a chocolate shop with the little bit of money that I had. And in my little tiny, tiny um, Japanese car that I had and uh, drive around, you know, load up full of chocolates, had this little shop in the middle of the shopping centre, made jams and did all these things. And what I did is I... I got right into the market there because it was full of elderly people and they loved homemade jams and pickles and things that they couldn't make anymore. So, in fact, I made a lot of money doing that. So, at the end of the day, I started just before St. Valentine's Day, went right through to July. So, I had Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Easter which are the biggest chocolate days. Yeah, I was going to say, you got, you got all the chocolate holidays there. <laughs> and in, fa- in fact, in like six months, I'd made the money I needed. Wow. So, to, be, to be able yeah. to take care of you and your daughter for a year. Yeah. And that's what I did. And the bonus was there was chocolates left over. So my family <laughs> lived chocolates for quite a long time. I was going to say, um, <laughs> I would suck at running a chocolate business because I would eat myself out of inventory. <laughs> yeah. And... The first lesson I learned there was it was great because I only had a sort of month-to-month lease. So I just went, right, I've made my money. I I knew when to exit the business. Mm. I didn't hang on, you know, and then my daughter was born. It was fine. So that sort of started me. And then I went back into the workforce and I came back out and started other businesses. But the main one for me really was the business of property. So that's really been the main one. So it took me quite a while to get into the property market, what I would say properly. David, my first real partner, he and I bought land and built a house and we didn't make a lot of money out of that one. So I don't sort of don't count that. I didn't have the mindset around that. That was a heart decision. Right. You know, not a financial decision. But from that point on, every property that I've purchased or purchased with my now husband as well, it's always a business decision. Even the house we live in, 
So, yeah, so that's really how I got started. I've had other businesses since then in IT, in retail, and they've all been pretty successful. I would say the most challenging one was retail, though, out of all of them. But out of all of this experience, whether it be entrepreneurial or working in corporate, earning a paycheck, but making that money work for you, you've really like put your money where your mouth is in the sense of making it work for you in a way that is really future thinking and really smart from the get-go. And the more I get to know you and the more that I even hear this story, what I hear is that you have like certain rules that you have around money. Um, And I think that those rules have been learned along a lot of times and probably a lot of mistakes. Can you, especially for someone listening right now who might not necessarily know the details of all of their monies and wants to build financial freedom. They want to get to a place where they have recurring income coming in. Can you talk a little bit about some of the money rules that you have? Because I find them very interesting. My first money rule is quite a simple one, actually. I'll talk about one other one in a moment, but it's interesting. We were having a chat with one of your elite members the other day and she we were talking about money and she kept saying to me oh you always use the word respect when it comes to money Mm. see I view money very differently to a lot of people I have absolute respect for money you know it's like a marriage or a relationship you know if you don't nurture it and respect it you're not going to get anything out of it it's not going to grow for you and you know people don't understand what happens with money you spend a dollar, it benefits someone. They spend that dollar, it benefits somebody else. It's like the cycle of six, you know, six people benefit from that dollar. And as that dollar moves through the economy, it grows, you know, and people don't even think about that. So respect is the really big thing. You know, you can't just expect it to grow if you don't treat it right. So that is my first rule. And that's where I start when I start teaching people about, you know, that are really serious about financial freedom. I teach them how to build that respect first. So you've got to have the platform first to work off. I was going to say, like, it's almost like when you finally choose to take your business seriously, you're finally respecting this thing called I'm giving value and people are paying me for it and finally having peace about that. And you choose to to respect your business, to respect this thing called a business model versus like just kind of playing around. You know what I mean? It's that same concept. Well, and that's where I came up with the name for my program, The Business of Money, because to me it is a business. Yeah. And, and you know, you've got to do a mind shift from the fact that it's just, oh, I need money to live. Well, I don't, I don't need money to live. It, money doesn't rule my life. I rule my money and I use my money, you know, well. So, you know, people live day to day with the money that they've got. Well, start, you know, thinking smart. Start thinking free. Don't be ruled by your money. You're actually in charge of it, not anybody else. So, yeah, getting that platform is so important. People think they, they've got their head around money. Oh, no, I've, I know what I want. I know, you know, I've got this and I know where I'm going with it. Well, if you, unless you really have that good, solid relationship with money, you will never achieve financial freedom. I can guarantee you that all the people I've interviewed All the people that I've had as mentors that are all very, very successful, they all have the same sort of philosophy in different ways. I think the way I've developed my philosophy around it is very um, in tune with women right? and how they think. So it's pretty important. I mean, I've come from, as I said, a little farming town, 
like no money. Like my two kids, the eldest two, I supported them on my own. And, you know, sometimes for a week, you know, we were living on potatoes and eggs. And that's not a sob story. That's just actual fact. Right. And we were scratching around. You know, so for me it's like you've got to understand where the real pain points are for women with that. And often it is about your family and what you want to give. Right. So, yeah, so it's just really, you know, very important to get that platform right and have that strong sort of grip around your money, you know, and the control of what you're doing with it. Give us a couple of practical tips that you could have, like for anyone listening who's like, okay, yes, I want financial freedom, but I feel like I'm doing a lot of things right. Like I have a budget, I'm paying my bills, I'm trying to manage this. Like what is one of the first steps that you would tell for anyone who really wants to set themselves up for financial freedom and to actually be the masters of their money? So this is a little tool that I've used for years and years. Um, I've learned the basics from one of my mentors, um, Harbecker, who's great, you know, with his millionaire mindset stuff. But I've developed it a lot more to suit me. And it's one that I recommended to you and we had a big discussion about about a month ago. And it's actually to um, segment your income as it comes in. So I don't just go, okay, I have one bank account and all my money comes in here and then I, you know, take this out for that, this out for that, you know, and see what's there at the end of the week. What I do is income will come in from different sources. Now, if I have more than one income, they always go to specific accounts, okay? So, for example, if I get money from property, well, I will segment that into I'll put 20% 20% to vacation, 20% to long-term investments, etc. And then if I've got income from a business, I do the same thing. And everybody's got their own pots of money. So for instance, you may have an education fund for your kids. You may have your vacation fund. Then as you and I discussed, Katie, it's important to also have a, a backup fund as well. Right. Okay. So then if you need to draw money from those savings areas as such, you can do that without any guilt. What this does is it sets up a great habit of not just saving your money, but allocating your money. Allocating your money builds respect for money. Does that make sense to you? It makes perfect sense. And for you listening, I want to make sure you understand, like, it might seem like, oh, I got to do all this stuff and organize it. It took me an hour. Like, when I sat down with Marie, and I consider myself pretty financially savvy, like, I, you know, organize and watch the flow of everything. But it was just like this little tweak. And I was like, oh, my God, why have I not thought about that? And I literally went into the bank, which you don't even have to go into the bank. You could do this all online. But I went into the bank. I sat down with my banker and I was like, okay, I want to name this. I want to open up this account, this account, this account. This is what I need them all to do for me. Here's how I need them to be attached. Here's how much I want to go in each month. Here's, I'm going to put the nickname on them so I know what they are. And it took me an hour of my time to really start that flow. And just that was like a foundational differentiator between how I managed my money two months ago and how it's getting managed now. And now all of a sudden I have each of these buckets getting money pointed to them automatically every time certain money comes in. 
And so now I can just look and say, okay, now I, you know, I want to take my family on a vacation. Boom. I have my fund right there. Or, hey, I need some repairs for the house. Boom. There's a fund right there. So now I don't have to, it doesn't all all have to be messed up in this giant thing called my one bank account. Yeah. And there's the psychology behind that is actually the most important thing. It's because you're allocating it, you feel a sense of achievement all the time and that you have control of your money. If you don't do it, you don't really have control because it's just in one bucket. And it's a big, messy bucket, right? Because there's bits going here and there. The other thing with that, as I said, is you don't draw from those things if you need money. You have a backup fund for that. So then you don't have that feeling of, oh, my God, I'm letting myself down by drawing from that money. But initially, the important thing is there not to allocate too much money to those accounts. Initially, you just allocate a little bit to get into the habit of doing it, and then you can see how much you can allocate. Seriously, it might be $10 a week right. to the vacation fund. It doesn't matter. It's about setting up the really good money habits. Money habits. Okay. Let's talk about that a little bit. (laughs) I'm sure there's probably a gazillion money habits that you would highly recommend that people take up. What's just one that you feel is probably one of the most important as far as like either just some sort of a regular money habit that somebody has? Well, the first money habit that's really, really important is if you have credit cards, pay them out completely by the end of the due date so you're not paying interest. Because, you know, on average, people are paying between, what did they say, 150 US to 350 US dollars a month in interest. Wow. Now, as I've said to you before, like for me, that's a few room nights on my vacation. Right. Right. And you don't, you don't start to realize like how much that actually adds up. So as a little, but kind of behind the curtains of, you know, the life of the business life of Katie Kremitzos, I've told you this Mm. before, Marie, in the very early years of our local company, like I went into mass credit card debt just because it was like what you typically do or what you typically hear of. Like, Okay, put all of our savings, all of everything, live off the credit cards just to get this business off the ground. I mean, we did that. So I racked up so much debt. And then probably about five years ago, I finally was like, okay, we're able to bring in money enough where we can live. That's great. And I didn't feel like I had a lot of margin to work with, but I just did exactly what you said. Like every, I would start allocating whatever money I could to start paying down those actual credit cards. And I think, and I did it pretty aggressively. And within like, I think it was like a year and a half, two years, that was all paid off. And it made such a big deal because now all of a sudden I don't have any of that debt to pay. So now that it frees that money up for something else. Yeah, and exactly. You know, so pay that on time. Any other bills, pay on time and you're not getting charged. I mean, they're really, really simple things. Right. Check out your bank accounts and see what you're getting charged for your yearly accounts. If you do have some money, you know, have a look at interest-bearing accounts. And that fluctuates throughout the year. You really need to, you know, have a look at that. But if, you know, you've got $10,000, $5,000, it doesn't matter check out which banks or institutions, you know, will give you a return on that. Right. So like I found one in Australia the other day for 4.5%, which I thought, oh, that's not too bad, you know, I'll throw some money over there. You you know, things change. So you need to keep on top of it. So, I mean, there's a million hints and habits and tricks and tips, you know, that are out there. The first thing is to become aware of where your money's going. Right. 
Like kind of do an inventory, right? Like, okay, like yeah. here's here's the actual amount of dollars that are getting, you know, taken out of my account. Here's where that's going. Like, and that will not take you that long. That'll take you 30 minutes to go look, you know, at your back statements on your account for the next, last couple of months just to say, okay, yeah. where is my, where do I, I need an actual real number? This is where the biggest fear comes in for most people. Knowing where you're at financially and what you do financially People don't want to look at it and admit to it. Right. But honestly, the difference it makes if you just sit down for one afternoon and go through that and, you know, get some bloody kahunas and do it, you know. (laughs) It's not that, you know. You heard it here. Get some kahunas and go do it. (laughs) You know, just do it because the only person you are hurting is yourself if you don't. Well, and your family. You really are hurting your family if you've got a family. You need to sit down and do this. And because you may have spent 800 bucks on shoes and you really don't want to look at that and you've got this on eBay, you really don't want to look at Well, if you don't look at, want to look at it, you're never going to be financially free. It is your choice. Right. Now, Marie, talking about the exercise that you were talking about as far as like allocating your money in certain ways into different funds, you let me know that you have a really cool gift for everyone listening. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I do. Um, I've got... It's a tool that actually is part of my um, Business of Money Financial Freedom course. It's a 12-week course that I, I teach. But as a thank you to the listeners, I'm just, I've am just i got a little allocation tool, which is what I basically took Katie through a few weeks ago to share with listeners. It's worth getting in there and just having a little look. It's very simple. It's not intimidating. Get in there and, you know, have a try and see how that feels for you. What it does, as I said, it build your money confidence and it's also something then you can go to your partner or your significant other or whoever and just say, look, this is what I'm doing. What do you think about that? It's a good opener for you to talk about finances with your partner as well, you know. Love it. So try that. And the other thing with that is um, for Biz Women Rock listeners, I'm setting up a pop-up Facebook group just for questions, you know, this will be for the next month basically before I arrive in Tampa, you know, just to help out. I'll be doing some live video with some tips and tricks. So there'll be other downloads there as well. Awesome. So, yeah, I thought I'd just share that with – and it will be for this particular group. So uh, That is know- so cool. And by the way – I consider myself incredibly lucky that I get to pick your brain quite often just because we've become such good friends. There is so much value to getting Marie's knowledge. She's just so brilliant when it comes to this stuff and just little tips and tricks that just click everything for you. Things that aren't made to be too hard, totally doable. So I would highly recommend you go do that. Marie, where can somebody register for that? That will that will be on the show notes page, but where can somebody register for that? Okay, that will be on thebusinessofmoney.com forward slash BWR. Nice. All right, cool. And I will have that in the show notes as well. Thank you for that. So that an allocation, like a money allocation tool, as well as yep. access to the pop-up Facebook group that will be available at the time of this recording when this goes live. So we're talking like mid-March to early April. So you will have access yep. to basically pick Marie's brain about any money and financial questions that you might have. And she's going to be giving some great information there. Marie, you mentioned your amazing workshop that's happening in Tampa a little bit. Talk a little bit about that and what anyone who might be interested in learning some more from you about what they can expect. 
I'm launching my new Financial Freedom and Beyond program, which will be in Tampa on the 8th and the 9th of April. It's an almost two-day event. The reason I'm coming over from Australia to launch it in Tampa is because I've got a lot of colleagues and friends there in Tampa who've asked me about doing a financial program or retreat or something like that. So so I've honoured their support um, and um, thought, what a better place to launch than Tampa. It's a bit of a trek over there, but I love it. The first day is really um, about where you are financially and what's the path that you've travelled when it comes to money. So we really nut down and see where you're at and what you're doing right, maybe what you're not doing so right, and start to build your relationship with money there. Um, A lot of people don't understand where they're at financially, and I give you all the tools to go through that. Then day two, which is really not a full day because I think it's important, you know, at the end of the day because it will be a weekend that after you finish you can go home and share your information, maybe do a bit of planning before you hit Monday, you know, while it's fresh in your head. I take you through things like the six ways to find financial freedom and we go into depth there, so different strategies, how to avoid curveballs and really plan It's a really big planning morning, you know, how to move yourself forward with money, how to leverage your existing income, how to amplify your existing business. And if you don't have a business, what are the hot trends in business in 2017 if you're looking at getting into a new business? What investment strategies suit your personality? What we do on the Saturday afternoon is we do a money personality quiz and it sort of shows you what you're more suited to as far as investing, which is really important because if you don't resonate with it, you won't do it. Right. So true. So we incorporate that into the Sunday as well. So what investment would suit you? So basically you'll leave with clear strategies, tools. I've put together this awesome workbook for you as well, but it's just not a workbook. It's a reference book. So you can go back and go, right, you can actually – go through and say, oh, yeah, that's what we covered and that's how you do that. So it's you'll do your own work in it, but it is really a notebook with, you know, everything that you've covered as well. Love it. So this is really ideal for anyone. So if you're listening and <laughs> perhaps you're feeling a couple things. Number one, like, oh, my God, I know I need to get my mind around my finances. I know I need to do a better job managing my money. I know I need to get on top of it. But if you, it feels overwhelming, like it's going to take too much time. Here is your opportunity to have like one stop shop on getting all of your attention focused in on this and coming out the other end incredibly intelligent about what you need to do moving forward to really take ownership of your finances. Or if you're making money and you feel pretty good about what you're doing, but financial freedom is really important to you. Like you really want to work towards that day of, okay, I don't have to do anything. Like I have finances to pay my bills. So you can be more focused on like just doing what you love. And if that's continuing to do what you're doing, great. But you don't have that little thing on your shoulder going, I have to do this. I have to do this. And you want a quicker way to do that. And Marie, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're also really talking about what's beyond that. Yes, you want to get to financial freedom, but what's the meaning behind all of that? What is it for you that's happening on the other end of achieving that? Because it's totally achievable. And it really is coming back to like you have total freedom and the ability to really impact the world as you build your financial freedom and as we can do that collectively, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and, you know, it's important that ladies leave with a thought not being overwhelmed, but just 
look, I can actually do something about this. Right. You know, I can just do baby steps if I want or I can go full on and as you are, Katie, you know, you're going pretty full on with it. But yeah. Other people can make a choice of how far they can go. It's not an all or nothing situation. It's I can take what suits me from this. And, you know, a workshop often doesn't even suit people or, you know, they're not in Tampa or surrounds, you know, they might be over here in Australia. Well, that's why I've started the podcast as well, the Business of Money podcast. So then they can just listen and get ideas to start off. And then if they want to do something more with me down the track, they can. I will be running a full 12-week program. That'll be launching in May, so which will be fantastic too. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's very exciting for me. And the reason that I am just so passionate about this is just because I've seen as you develop this, like I would not ever put this title of like, oh, she's a financial freedom guru. Like it's not that. Marie has walked this walk. She's living this. And you're just turning around and sharing with people who are like, Marie, how do you do that? Like, how do you actually do that? And you're finally saying like, okay, I'm going to share this with you, the best of the best strategies. And so that's why I'm so passionate about making sure that what you're doing gets out to the amazing women of Biz Women Rock because we are up to big things. And I know being able to finally take control of our money and to do big things with it, you've got an amazing blueprint on how to do that. So you guys have to figure this out. You have to check it out. Marie, where can people go to find out more about the um, workshop in Tampa? Okay. They can go to thebusinessofmoney.com forward slash Tampa. And if they want to have a listen to the podcast, it is thebusinessofmoney.com forward slash podcast. Very simple. Love it. Awesome. Listen, girl, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge on the show. I hope that this gets you incredibly excited and motivated to take a look at where your finances are right now and to really get them working for you in a way that just can uh, just give you that financial freedom that you absolutely can have so that you can do some great, great things in this world. Marie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Katie, so much for the opportunity. It's great to be able to share a message. And, you know, I thank all my friends out there that encouraged me to go down this path and share what I've done. It's great. I'm loving it. 